Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Well, hey, it's the Get Up Show. Sean and Charlie and Maddie here for the Simon Says Podcast number 118. Be sure you subscribe it and like it and all of that kind of stuff. We'd appreciate it. And if you ever want to be on the podcast with us, um, make a phone call, 336-373-0987. Almost forgot our phone number right there in the middle of saying it. We're not going to do phone calls this week. We'll take a little break, but we'll have them back next week. Um, Don't ever want to talk about the Kardashians, but... Kim Kardashian wore a very famous dress the other day to the Met Gala. Yes, she did. She wore Marilyn Monroe's happy birthday dress. Is that crazy? Wait. Oh, I knew it was a Marilyn Monroe dress, but I didn't know. It's the dress she wore when she sang happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy. Do you think she sang happy birthday to Pete Davidson later? Was it his birthday? No, but still, you kind of have to do it. Clearly not. She probably practiced. She probably tried it when she put it on. Nah, not if it wasn't his birthday. That's ridiculous. You guys are crazy. <laughs> but um, the dress was like at the Ripley's Museum in Orlando, Florida. Yes. <laughs> which I think is ridiculous. So she goes to the Ripley's Museum and asks, can I wear the dress? And at first they were like, meh, I don't know. And then she tried it on and it didn't fit right. Right. It and was, she's not allowed to alter it at all. At all. No. no. And the dress is like 60 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And it was busting at the seams. So she went away for one month. One month. Lost over 16 pounds. A little over 16 pounds. And then the dress fit her like a glove, as you saw. Yes. And so she squeezed into it, wore it to the thing. Historic dress. Just amazing dress. I mean... I would like to just touch the dress because I think it's probably got energy, just got incredible vibes mm-hmm. in it. What people don't know is that that dress was so slim that even Marilyn Monroe had to be sewn into it. Wow. Like they put it on her and and sewed it up on the sides. And so it's a very it specific for her body. Wow. And Kim had a like a wrap uh-huh. that she carried that she carried across her backside because it actually was open some in the back because they, you know, again, couldn't alter it in any way. She couldn't lose that butt weight. Yeah. No, I mean, you're built how you're built. And she's not built like Marilyn Monroe. No, she's built like a brick, some kind of house I've heard of. <laughs> be nice. But do you, I mean, is it too scandalous to be in the Smithsonian because of the, the history there? 
It's just who bought it. I don't think so. It's just who owns it. Yeah. But I mean, shouldn't that be like, that's I such think, an iconic thing? Yeah. I think so. And I don't think people should be walking around in it. I don't no. think she should be wearing it. I'd be afraid that something would happen to it that- Oh, uh, I got sauce know, on it. Somebody <laughs> spill wine on it. Well, actually- she did. She wore it for the entrance to the Met Gala, and then she changed into a replica because of those uh, reasons right there. That's the other thing that's crazy about that whole event is that they wear stuff in and then change and wear other stuff. Like if, you wear it just for the red carpet. Mm-hmm. But what other like historic things could we, I mean, is that the thing? Like if you're famous enough and rich enough, you can just rent famous or whatever. buy or buy. And if you could, what? What famous piece of clothing or whose famous piece of clothing would you most want to wear? If you could, if if money was no object, what would you like to not just wear, but own and wear whenever you want? Like whose famous clothes would you want to have? Can I say who one of you should buy? Yeah. Prince's buttless <laughs> pants that he had. He had some yellow pants. I remember those. They oh, were, yeah. Like he wore them on the Grammys, I think, one time or something. But who could fit in those? Oh, gosh. A small child. Yeah, nobody we no know could fit in those. No. Um, I mean, there's so many. I got, ooh, I'd have to get one of Cher's Bob Mackie designs. Ooh. One of those ridiculously flamboyant, nice. feathered, and I like the that. jeweled. Good pick. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. Dave I mean, Grohl's what? No, you know what? I, it's funny because the first thing I thought of was like a Jimi Hendrix, one of his things. Ooh, yeah, like a poncho or something. Maybe because there's probably some residual something on there. Oh yeah. Um, but then you know what else came to mind was uh, uh Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah, and I just want to smell. I bet it just I, it smells sp- funky. Yeah, but I, just, I, I wonder something about that. But smells good. I bet. Like I bet le- it's- like a leather store, but it's musty. Been through a and- lot. <laughs> But yeah, kind of funky. It still smells like brill cream. (laughs) (laughs) A little dab will do, yeah. Yeah. So yours would probably be the Indiana Jones hat. That would be your pick. I guess. Because, I mean, other than that, I can't think of anybody else's iconic something that I would want to wear necessarily. Would you wear the hat if you bought it, if you had it? I would try it on, but I'm not much of a hat person. Yeah. Well, you got that dome. I mean, you, you could support a hat. Yeah, with that bald dome, you can wear any kind of hat I'd use you it, want. I'd, I'd wear it when I do my yard work. <laughs> you could wear you could wear one of those little hats with the propeller on it. You know those oh little, neat those little beanies like with a the... Tweedledum hat. Oh, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, you could wear Tweedledum's actual hat. I, I think that's more your size head. <laughs> yeah. Um, how dare you? But I actually was looking at some of Elvis's pajamas. I know I told y'all that one time, right? Elvis's there was, pajamas. There was Elvis's black pajamas with the white piping on them yes that um if you ever saw the movie um this is elvis where they show him right before he died um getting up from bed to go sit on the toilet and he's wearing the black pajamas with the white piping it's the actor who played him in the in the movie this is elvis yeah and uh those were his actual pajamas that the actor wore and so these pajamas were up for auction this has been years ago now when the Graceland did an auction and they ended up going for like $2,000 and that was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but at Mm -hmm. the time that was like way out of my league. I was like, what, damn, how can I come up with $2,000 to buy these pajamas? And I was married at the time and I was discussing it and I was like, I really want these pajamas. And, uh, my wife was like, are you crazy? 
plus you'll never fit into them. I was like, <laughs> I could fit into them. Could you? And I now I could, but uh, and I said I want to be buried in them. And she said, if you pay two thousand dollars for those pajamas, you will be buried in them. <laughs> That's rude, isn't well, it? I think yeah, that- so, you know, Kim only had to lose 16 pounds. I'm not condoning how she did it so quickly, but, you know, 16 pounds to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress, which sort of surprises me a little bit because they always talk about how back in the 50s and 60s that women were much curvier than they are now. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that Kim had to lose any weight to fit into that dress. But... um the other thing is, could you? Would, how much weight would you have to lose to fit into Elvis's pajamas? Uh, that was at the end of his life, so he was. Oh, that was fat Elvis. Well, if you want to say that, so right. at this point, I could probably put him on. <laughs> would you have to gain some weight? No, no, I'm probably about right for Elvis's last pajamas at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I wouldn't have been able to put him on. I can't, you know, it's so funny. You know, I was thinking about, I keep, that's all I keep thinking about now that we're talking about it. It's like something iconic or something famous that I would want to wear, other yeah. than like some, maybe something from a movie would be another thing. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have Steve McQueen. I mean, of course, that is Indiana Jones's hat. But yeah. Like, Steve McQueen's uh, racing well, coat. Like, I wear a replica we're, we're of that. going to the Met Gala. You've got to be a little dressier than just Indiana Jones' hat. Yeah, or, but for guys, it's not the same. Like, for the guys, it's sure it is. like tuxedos. Well, get James Bond's tuxedo. That's a good idea. Which yeah, James Bond? It just Bond? looks like a tuxedo. Which James Bond would it be if you were going to get a Bond tuxedo? Who's your uh, favorite? Connery. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cla- the classic. Yeah, but it would smell like old man. <laughs> Real some hair still in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I sweat through this. Sorry, my hair fell out all over the shoulders. Muddy Penny, could you get me a lint roller for all this hair? <laughs> Uh, I would I would want something from Steve McQueen, but he was a little guy. I would never be able to fit into yeah. any of that. You know, I could. Ooh, I could just have a little mannequin. I have a I have my little Steve McQueen mannequin that I carry around <laughs> with me. This was Steve McQueen's pants. That wouldn't be weird. This at is all. really his pants. It, it's on like one of those stands, like with little wheels, like a child's pull toy. Yeah, and I'm pulling it around <laughs> everywhere. What are you wearing? Well, he's wearing Steve. These are Steve McQueen's socks. Oh, I could wear uh, James Garner's clothes. He was a big guy. Yeah. I almost bought one of his shirts one time. You could probably wear Tom Selleck's Magnum P.I. shirt. No, thanks. No? Why? Because you got to wear those little bitty shorts if you're going to wear that. (laughs) Well, yeah, they go together. (laughs) And I can't produce a good enough mustache. And I'm not mad about reverse mortgage people either. You know, he's so mad at people being, you know. He's real bossy. Yeah. I know you think we're trying to rip you off, but I'm Magnum. Wow, how dare you think that I would rip you off? I am here for you. Look at me. Look at my mustache. This is the same mustache. It's real trustworthy. It's crustworthy. Mm. For years. So it happened. We knew it was going to happen, and it happened before our very eyes. Dave Chappelle attacked on stage doing comedy. And didn't we know this was going to happen as mm-hmm. soon as you know who did? You know what? Thanks, Will Smith. Yep. I don't think that was necessarily the catalyst per se. I don't think that's why this guy is mad, but I think it gave him the um, the license. The, yeah, the license to go up and do it. Yeah, I just think if it, I think if it happened to anybody else, I just think Chappelle has been kind of building to that. He's he's well, lots of comedians do though. Sure. That's their thing is they say things that get a reaction out of people, and sometimes they aren't necessarily very kind and sweet every 
It's you know, always been that. Yeah. I just think of anybody They're to try to controversial. go at. Dave is, he's huge. Is he still, is, he was massive when he did that. Oh yeah, he's uh, bulked up, yeah. A star was it? A star is born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had gotten real bulky. I don't know if he's as bulky now, but he's a big dude. But security right. promptly squashed that one. Sure. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I mean, the guy got to him before security. Yeah, touched him. Yeah, he literally attacked him. Down. Yeah. And then uh, you know they they roughed him up and dragged him somewhere else. And then Dave left the stage and came back and reported that he uh, had gone and stomped someone. And said that he always wanted to do that. Mm. I do also like that Chris Rock came out and at, he said he didn't realize that Will Smith was there. Well, you're right. I mean, comedians have always walked right up to the line of, is someone going to attack me for, for what I'm saying? And right. it's happened before. I mean, it's not like it's not like the Will Smith thing was the not first time really, that comedians have gone not, And not on national television for no, everyone no, to right. see it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I had a friend who was a stand-up in Raleigh at Charlie Goodnight's back in the day. He was my traffic guy. His name was Trip Benson because there was a town named Benson outside of Raleigh and they uh-huh. thought that was cute to name him Trip Benson. So he would go and do stand up after the show and he was doing something and a guy heckled him and he said, hey, buddy, I don't come and slap the blanks out of your mouth when you're working at the bus station. So don't mess with me while I'm up here doing my thing. <laughs> the guy waited for him at the side of the stage mm. and there was an altercation there. So, I mean, yeah. that was back in, like, 92. Right. Of course you're going to have that, especially if the comedian embarrasses someone yeah. in the audience also, in some way. Alcohol. But, you know, it, to just traipse right up on their stage in the middle of their bit yeah. and think that you can attack them because you don't like what they said. I want to learn more about okay. who the guy was and was there something before. Like, did Dave at some point say something about slapping the blanks out of his mouth mm-hmm. you know was there history there you know because they just had a whole do you remember the the thing about the protester who glued her wrist to the state uh to the floor, floor. in a basketball yeah. playoff game yeah. and then there was a video of another girl make, getting ready to make a dash for it and the security guard spotted her right as she was she could see it coming mm-hmm. and tackled the girl immediately but like this whole like rushing whatever you know in acts of protest and whatever oh man I, I know all about that. That's like when you used to when you used to pull up to the hotel pool uh-huh. and and you start to get out of the car with your towel. Yeah. And then somebody sees you from the hotel office and they run over and lock the gate before you can get in there. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like it's that. It's just like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you're on stage performing and and that guy comes out with soy bomb written on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bob Dylan. And everyone's like, "Huh? <laughs> I don't know, it's part of the show, man." <laughs> He's trying to make a point, but nobody knows what it is. I eat soys and bombs. I was very impressed with Maddie's expansive knowledge of Star Wars on the um May the fourth be with you. I, yeah, well, but I'm not even close to like hardcore nerd. I just know fringe nerd. Well, you're pretty nerdy. You're nerdy enough. You got most of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only ones I got, I think you waited and let me get them because they were so easy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've now well, that's the thing. I've now seen all the TV shows except for the cartoons, like the animated series. I've watched the series. I watched both The Mandalorian and The Boba Fett. So, like, there's a lot I've of that seen stuff. every movie. Like, yeah. I'll give you an example of his nerdiness. When the question was, where was Boba Fett's first appearance? 
our answer was... No, it was... Job, wasn't it Jabba the Hutt? Oh, yes, yes. Shoot. Dang it. See, I'm not nerdy enough for this. It was where was Jabba the Hutt's first appearance, and our answer was in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And Maddie said... Uh, that in the original releases it was, but I'm pretty sure that when Lucas re-released those abominations uh, and where he added all that crap, that I think he put Jabba the Hutt in the first one. <laughs> What? <laughs> See what I mean? Oh, right. That still makes exactly. me so mad. Why? Because I sat down with my kid to show her the Star Wars movies, like for the very first time, like you know, as like a as I don't know, it was a as thing. A proud dad does. I don't know, you know, man. It was like here, this is something that your dad used to really dig, and mm -hmm. like she was kind of getting into the Star Wars stuff, and we start watching them, and I forgot that Lucas had added all that like digital crap, like it it just ruined it for me. Did it ruin it for her? Does she even know? Well, yeah, because I told her how bad it was. I pointed out how awful Well, can you get the original? No, you can't get the original mix. You cannot find the very original, untouched. You might be able to find a VHS copy somewhere. Uh-uh, quit lying. Really? I swear. Oh, that sucks, because I don't want to see all that crap. I know. They added, like, a they added songs and scenes and then they like digitally took out like they added <laughs> wait it's turned into a musical they did put stuff in the cantina scenes and stuff they like added that a whole nother song in the cantina scene they added a weird song in like uh <laughs> no here we go yeah go I'm, ahead. I'm a real nerd come on nerd in the return of the jedi they added a song or they added something when they were at jabba's place they they added they they took out the old guy that was originally Anakin, you know, like at the very end, spoiler alert, when they come back from the force. They took him out? They, well, they switched him with the Hayden Christensen. <gasps> really? So when they when that you see Yoda. That poor guy gets nothing now. No, he oh. gets literally nothing. Prowse. David Prowse, right? Was it Prowse? That, no, it wasn't even Prowse that was playing. Like they had a guy, a whole another guy. Anyway. I it it is what it is, but I mm. I I wish they offered that somewhere. But Lucas is like, no, nope, this is it now. <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another thing. I don't know if y'all heard, but there's a music festival called Merle Fest. Oh, hey, did you guys hear? You know, I don't know if you knew. I don't think I told you guys. I I went to Merle Fest this year. <gasps> you were going. Yeah, when did I it happen? Went. Tell us the Colin Hay. Colin Hay is hey. the lead singer from Men at Work who put out some awesome hits in the 80s. He comes from a land down under. True that. They had a lot of trouble getting signed early in their career because the record labels told them, you sound too much like Sting. Get out of here. We've already got a Sting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But eventually, clearly, they got signed and they banged out a bunch of hits. Tell us your favorite Colin Hay story. There was two. So first of all, I knew that he just plays acoustic. And so I was like, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, this would be pretty mellow. I did have to explain who Colin Hay was. She was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, remember, you know, land down on her? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, So he's telling stories in between everyone. And he's hilarious. Like, he's fantastic. He's super dry. He, he told this one story for some reason. I can't remember what the lead-in was about walking his dog and he's carrying a bag of dog poop <laughs> and some guy pulls up he's like hey Colin hey oh my god Mr. Hey I'm like your biggest fan you're the best oh my god I love you so much he's like well if you're my biggest fan you want to take this bag of poop <laughs> <laughs> you throw this away from me yeah <laughs> and the guy's like no I don't think I'm that big of a fan he didn't do it no I would have dude taken if John Bon Jovi handed me a bag of dog poop of course I would go throw it away for him Thanks, would you John. throw it away or would you keep it did you get um, it signed 
<laughs> you well, I wouldn't get it signed. That's just weird. Yeah, but but would you keep it somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My absolute favorite, though. So he closed the show with two Men at Work songs. He did uh, Who Can It Be Now, which was brilliant. Yeah. And then he did, he goes, you know, in closing, someone once came up to me, a young person, and asked me, you know, like, if I would recommend this choice of profession, you know, for anybody coming up or to be a singer songwriter and whatnot. And considering, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he's like, considering I wrote this song in 40 minutes and it supported me for my entire 30 to 40 years, you know, you know F yes, I would. <laughs> and he goes into like, <laughs> I come from a land Nice. But I thought that was crazy. You know, he wrote that in 40 minutes and it was like, yeah, it becomes a super hit. All you but need is one, man. He well, was really, if you ever get a chance to see Colin Hay, he's, he's great. It was really funny. He, that song, if you think about it, like you couldn't have put a whole lot of thought into it. Because it's really kind of goofy. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't, like, let's see, what rhymes with Vegemite sandwich? <laughs> I mean, I think he was just like, ah, this is what it's like to be from Australia. Yeah. And you never know what's going to hit. And right. all you need is one big hit, and you're set for life. The checks mm-hmm. just roll in. Can you imagine? No. We don't write enough songs. That's what <laughs> we, we don't. We're suckers and we're stupid because yeah. we just don't try. We come up with some pretty neat parody songs, but the. There's usually a lot of, I run out of words and I have to say stuff over there. Yeah, over there is always your <laughs> Everybody. go-to. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Things and Every stuff. Every song you ever come up with has an over there at the end. <laughs> yeah. That- yeah. Well, that's usually when I run out of steam. <laughs> my, my, it's like a weird Alan and everything. It's like, you know, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat over it there. over there. <laughs> I watched the trailer for the Weird Al movie with yeah, just, Harry Potter. Too. Yeah. It, I don't know what's going on in that thing, man. He's like a kung fu master or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, all I know is I can't get past the fact that he looks like Harry Potter wearing a really curly wig. Yeah. Which he is. He is, but he grew his own mustache. Salute <laughs> well, to him for that. Okay. That just, looks. I'm not feeling it yet. Have you watched the, the trailer for the Elvis movie, the Boz Lerman yes, Elvis movie? Yes, that one I have. Now, what do you think of that? I think he wears too much eyeliner, but he's very attractive and looks a lot like Elvis. In some scenes, he looks a lot like Elvis. I have a lot of respect for some of that. But in some scenes, he's not he's not a big enough man. You know, Elvis had big, broad shoulders by the time the late yeah. 60s How got there. How tall was Elvis? Six feet. Okay. But he wore lifts. He was six foot one when he was wearing his shoes. Does it matter to you at all that Priscilla and his friend said they liked it? You talking about Jerry Schilling? Priscilla yes. and Jerry? Yeah, hold on. Let's shift the focus from my Star Wars nerdiness to the Elvis <laughs> to nerd. Sean's yeah, Elvis sure. Go nerdiness. ahead. Over to you. What would you like to know? No, no, no. Okay. So who is who, so it was Priscilla, oh, yeah. and then who is the other? Jerry. Jerry is Schilling. Jerry Schilling was one of the later uh, members of the Memphis Mafia. He was one of the younger guys, and he came in. And but the he, Memphis Mafia wasn't his band necessarily. It was just no, the people that rolled with him. wasn't his band at all. No, that was um, bodyguards and friends. Some of them, like Billy Smith, was a cousin. Um, Red and Sonny West <laughs> were <laughs> Memphis Mafia. Lamar Fike. Sonny, Red. Um, <laughs> Kids need some Ray. Right, plane. Yeah. You know, I could, I could rattle off more names, but Jerry was a later addition to the Memphis Mafia and became one of his most trusted friends. He traveled with him when he did Vegas. Mm-hmm. They hung out in Vegas. So for him to say that he thought that that 
that the movie was pretty good. I mean, is that that's a great sell you well, on it? Great yeah, stamp Priscilla, of approval. She said, you know, it was brilliantly done by Boz Lerman, who he can sometimes do kind of weird stuff. So that uh, that makes me. Are you just friends with him and you really like him or is it really that great of a movie? But she did go to the Met Gala with the star, the young actor that is oh, she starring did. as Elvis. Austin. She did? Yes. What's his face? I didn't see that. Is yeah. his name Austin Dillon? No. Did I make that up? It's Austin something, isn't it? I, I'm not sure. How do I not know his name? He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played Tex in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And do you know that he sang all of the early Elvis stuff? He sang all of the... Um, like the Hayride stuff and the the Sun Records, all the early stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to the later stuff, they did a blend of his voice and real Elvis stuff. Oh, Austin neat. Butler. Austin Butler. There it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. But like I said, when you get to the late 60s and the 70s Elvis... He's not big enough, and they have a whole, whole lot of orange makeup on his face. Yeah, yeah. he was real orange and sweaty in the trailer. But, but, but some of that, he absolutely caught the essence, you know? Do you guys have any other Elvis questions before we move on? <laughs> uh, <I'm> good. <laughs> no, I'll be curious to see where they go with it, though, because that's always one of those things, too. Well, there's only one way to go. I mean, we know <laughs> what happened. We know how it ends. I know, but there was... He, he, there was you talk about beginning to end, there was a lot going on there. So, I mean... It'll be interesting to see what they tackle. Yeah. Or if it's just going to be a lot of like, like you said, with Boz Lerman being kind of weird, is this going to be a lot of like Moulin Rouge show mm-hmm. sequences? And it could be. It's It just looks absolutely visually stunning. The thing that bothers me the most about what I've seen so far is Tom Hanks doing that weird accent as Tom Parker. Yeah. You know, because Tom Parker was just a whole carnival, you know, just a carny. And for some reason, Tom Hanks is... Doing him kind of like someone <laughs> from Hogan's Heroes. And I don't, I don't understand that. Hogan. We're talking about the state of Georgia, not the country of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And best come here. Come <laughs> here. It wasn't well known that he was, you know, Dutch. You know, the reason that Elvis never toured outside of America is because the colonel couldn't leave the country because he wasn't a citizen. Oh. If he ever left the country, he could never he come back into come it. Back. Yeah. And so that's why he always had Elvis on lockdown. Oh, no, you don't want to leave the country, son. There's nothing outside of here. Uh, they don't even know your name. <laughs> you you know, didn't want to leave the country. How many of those stories? You know, what would it have been like? Because there was other stuff. What was the one you saw, You said um, for Elvis to do a song, the songwriter would have to sign over? Like, Half. Elvis had to have 50% of the writing credit. He had to be. Num- that's why he never did Dolly stuff. Because mm-hmm. Dolly was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, and as it went, that's that got around. Like in the early days, people were like, "Absolutely, here, yeah. take half. I'll take half of an Elvis song." But as it went, people didn't do that. They weren't as eager to do it. And so in the seventies, the songs weren't as good. The singles oh, gotcha. weren't as good, and the hits kind of fell off. So that's the thing. Like, how, I mean, do you think it's going to be a lot about how Parker might have controlled him? So controlled him to the point where he could have he could have been even bigger. Oh, he could have been so much bigger mm-hmm. if he didn't have. The, and he fired the colonel one time, and the colonel scared him into coming back. He said, "All right, well, I'm let me draw up my final bill," and it just scared him so bad he thought he was going to be poor again. Mm. And so he he didn't do it. Or he hired it. the wrong colonel. Yeah, say so he imagine the chicken empire. Well, well <laughs> most folks <laughs> not chicken. But yeah, if he'd have gone to Japan, if he'd have gone to England, yeah, you know, 
imagine. Which is crazy. Can you imagine? I mean, think about the reaction the Beatles had when they showed up to the States. Imagine Elvis showing up yeah. into London. Exactly. I mean, when the Three Stooges. So that's went the only over. reason why Elvis never went worldwide was because the Colonel couldn't yeah. travel outside of the States. Exactly. That is absolute insanity. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's exactly. Look at that. It. See? Poor, and dropping those Elvis poor, bombs. Poor simple country boy Elvis. Mm. I know. It, it's heartbreaking. So you guys know that the next thing in the metaverse, I don't know if you've spent much time in your VR goggles lately, Maddie. No, no. I haven't been in VR in a long time, actually, since that one place I used to always go went out. Well, the next thing in VR is virtual kisses. We had the story a while back about the uh, the virtual bird pecking on you, where you could feel virtual pain. You, yeah. You could feel, sorry, you could feel actual pain in the virtual reality. So, so it's not a real bird, but it feels like real pain. Yeah, you see a bird pecking on you, and you feel the pain from it. Well, Why that sounds you, like white hot terror. Why Isn't would you neat? want this? <laughs> well, well, because it's yeah, virtual I've reality. Get, I've always wanted to get pecked to death by birds. Yeah, How it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I've, yeah, I've always wanted to feel pain. Ooh. For no real reason. Hey, hey do you have a, a beehive simulator? <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they do, because here's how it started. Listen, they have this virtual kissing thing, and it started with... This thing where you're walking through a cave and you're, you're walking through spider webs and they're touching your lips. Yes, yeah, spiders. Yeah, spiders and spider webs touching your lips. Speaking of white hot terror. And mm. so they said, hey, man, if the spiders are touching your lips, why can't we have lips touch lips and we'll make virtual kissing in here? I like that. That. We're talking about just the sweet, tender act of kissing when you know that someone else has already worked out all the other virtual things that go along with kissing. Well. <laughs> like loving and touching and hugging and squeezing. Have they worked all that out? I do I do believe I heard about a, a glove. There's a virtual glove. <laughs> that wait, who, wait, whose hand goes in the glove? Well, someone's hand is in it somewhere else. And then then, then the hand, that's, a, that's it's, so they give you high fives across oh. the country. Oh, this is see they people are never going to the leave back. their houses. This isn't good. Exactly. Because there's a whole lot of, you know, I mean there's people out there who don't necessarily want to be around people. You mean like that guy that married the digital cartoon lady? Oh, and then they couldn't they couldn't communicate anymore because his computer stopped supporting her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he married her. He, he had an update. It happens. <laughs> Hey, it happens all the time. I know. You can't support your wife anymore. Dang. <laughs> she upgraded to Windows 11. And then he couldn't he couldn't talk to her anymore. And there was cute pictures of her reading magazines in his bed and stuff. She, she <laughs> was a pretty avatar. I have to submit but, an IT ticket. Hold on. I can't talk to my girl. <laughs> but seriously, you know, if you can have all of the, uh, you know, contact, but you don't have to deal with anybody's mess... Have you ever seen the thing where you can flick a light, like you can get something for your house, and you if you touch it, then it lights up? Yes, yes, okay. yes, the long-distance lights. That's yeah. intrusive on its own. Like, I don't want you, like, oh, well, I like you that. Have, you that's have like a red pair, receipt item No, text. you have the pair with someone on purpose. I think that's sweet. I like oh, no. that. Yeah, you, I like can the always, light. you can turn it off just like you can turn off your read receipts. Oh, I definitely turn those off. How? Why do people have read receipts? What do you mean, um, why or how? Well, it's good to have them on your kids, and that way you know if they saw your text or not. Do yeah. I have them? Do you guys, if you if you send me something, mm. do I have them? I, I don't know, because I don't have... I, I don't, don't know if I have them or not. I'd have to go back and look. I haven't noticed. Oh, I I but sure you turn it. You can turn it on or off. Yeah. But like I said, it's good for your kids to have it, and that way you know if they're ignoring you or not. Yeah. I, but I just as don't. far as 
for me, I don't want to have that on because then I can't ignore people. <laughs> I can't lie and say I never got it or never read it. Well, they, it says delivered. You've got that on there, but huh. you can't say, but yeah, you can't say that or just wait till later or whatever. I don't feel like responding to you right now. Well, I know you read it oh, at 430. Hey, hey, I just got your text. What's up? <laughs> so, so you're saying that there is a virtual glove I've heard I heard someone else talking about a virtual it's another thing where someone could could um pat your back high five so, remotely. Sean, have you ever put on virtual reality goggles? No, I don't think they would work on me. Yeah, oh, no, they well No, cuz of his weird eyes. Yeah. No, I think they would still work. No, cuz you, you have to be, see 3D because yeah, you, I can't see 3D. Yeah, he would have oh, to be able to maybe see not. clearly out of both Okay, eyes. well, so but the thing is like our friend, her son has some. And so we all tried him one night. And it's a very simple game where, like, you have to walk out on this plank off of a building and you have to reach down and pick something up and then turn around and walk back. And it does throw you off completely as to where our other friend who came over and was a little bit tipsy tried to fly <laughs> and almost went through the TV. Oh, no, really? <laughs> because he kind of, it's so, like... When I was on that plank, I really felt like I was going to fall off of it. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I knew I was on solid floor and I couldn't fall. So I'm just wondering how um, crazy and dangerous all this other stuff you're talking about could become. Oh, it's going to become, I mean, mainstream to the sense of the same thing as someone looking up certain websites. You think I mean, so? It's going to be out but there. Yeah, throw, yeah. The whole thing throws off your entire being like the you. worst and then when you take it off then you're like whoa i yeah. feel all real old. world is weird yeah <laughs> speaking of which you see that there's a new avatar someone else was talking about the fact remember the lawsuit yeah. with the whole like they were all upset because it, or no it wasn't a lawsuit it was that there was therapy because people were yeah. bummed out that that uh avatar land wasn't real um really? yeah i i think that it's I haven't done it in a while, but I know I would get out of there like we would do two hours and I would after wearing it for two hours, it would almost be like, whoa, no. Okay, so take that and put that into getting patted on the back. And <laughs> well, I wouldn't need two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you You can go anytime now. Superman. People are going to get hurt, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. But so how does this compare to like those 3D posters with the dolphin jumping, you know? Oh, God. Oh, well, no, it's way more. Because yeah. I can't see those. No, it's much more um, graphic. I mean. But can... the but the way the whole goggle system works is that it's like it's basically feeding you. Each each eye lens is feeding you the image. That's the problem. So you would. The way what makes it immersive is that you're seeing. Yeah. The other side then that's it, why. It kind of I still want it. you to try. I want to see what would happen because it's nothing like those posters. Oh, he'd panic. Well, what if have you tried it and closed an eye? Because that's basically well, what no, I would see. Because I didn't know then that I should. But well, no. maybe next so, time. Are, do you mean to tell me that when you try anything new, you don't think of me and how it, <laughs> and how it will affect you? And if I should close an eye, I'm so sorry. No. Wow. I I just assumed. Clearly. <laughs> I, I mean, next time I will though. I mean, I I just never really thought about the. Yeah, because if I need to find a, a virtual um, girlfriend, yeah, friend. Then, no, not a girlfriend, just boyfriend. someone to high five. Yeah, just high five, and then we can work our way up to the virtual story hole. Once upon a time, oh. 
in a land far, far away. And after that, uh-huh. it's nothing but bird pecks. <laughs> right. Well, that sounds like a little slice of heaven. And that spider web mouth. That's that's another. No, why would that's I, why would terrifying. That? Like, well, why, that's, that's how well, they that, came like, up with it. Well, that's like that whole thing. Remember when they had the, the, the ultra reality thing with the movie theaters? And it was like, oh, you can smell smoke. And they're like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, oh, even with the, the one that we used, one of the things you can do is where a great big spider comes to attack you. And even though it looks like... It is a cartoon. It's still like, nope, out. I don't want to have anything to do with this. The yeah. best one, though, was when they had that movie where all those monkeys escaped. Those those monkeys escaped the the lab, and they were rampaging, and then they let all those monkeys loose in the movie theater. <laughs> it was awesome. So real. It was so awesome. It was worth it. Monkeys aren't nearly <laughs> as much fun as you think they would be. Oh, with all the biting and tearing. Tearing yeah. and soft spots. Oh, they kind of mean. <laughs> well, they steal your cigarettes and your snacks. <laughs> <laughs> they can't light it by themselves, though. It's like, hey, you got it now. No, that's yours now. I'm not going to help you. You have to light it for them. <laughs> and then they're just looking at you. Like, I, you know you know, you understand what so I'm saying, monkey. snatch them while you're smoking. Okay, so... <laughs> That's going to about wrap it up for this Simon Says podcast number 118. We will not have another podcast 118. But if you'd like to be part of the next one, call 336-373-0987. Anytime you want, that Simon line is waiting for you. We've got the Mother's Day thing. If you want to get a song for Mama, put it on that Simon line. And then listen to us at 987simon.com anytime you want. Bet you won't play it Friday, Mother's Day, anytime. Charlie, you got a final thought? Can you help me put this headdress on? I think Cher's head is a different size than mine. It's a little, little small. No, it looks good. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks. Just You got to stand up perfectly straight Ooh. and don't move. Okay. What about you? Just remember, if you're high-fiving someone over the internet, they may not necessarily be who you want to be high-fiving. People tend to pretend to be other people on the internet and whatnot. Go with it. Hey, you don't have to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Bye. Get up, get up, get up. This is Get Up Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.